And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Expository Thursday. Expository Thursday as we work together to know the letter better into the narrative of the book of Acts. We travel to understand what things the Lord does require of us as we learn to apply God's timeless truths in our lives. First, here is the big one. In the heart of the Israelites, according to Stephen's discourse that he gave in the book of Acts, they wanted in their hearts to turn back to Egypt. When things aren't going the way we want them to, it's easy to give way to the deception that it was easier before all this Jesus stuff. It was easier when we were in bondage and slaves to various masters who hated and despised us. It only seems easier because the grass is always greener on the other side, no matter which side we're on. Next, the first thing that happens when people turn their hearts away from the Lord, even for only a little bit of time, is that they create replacement gods. They didn't see any leaders, the children of Israel, so they decided to make an idol to worship. Man loves to worship. Unfortunately, because of sin, mankind worships what it does not know. And finally, God is extremely patient and kind, loving, caring, and present. But for those who are constantly insulting him, rejecting him, and despising him without limit, there does come a time where enough is enough. The ticket for the authentic believer is to be quick to acknowledge, quick to surrender, quick to repent. When we walk this way, the Lord never turns away. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oive, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show live. Okay, you're welcome to do that. Like Michael emailed me. Hi, Michael. Thank you. Uh, you can email David at he must increase.org. That's David at he must increase.org. Again, it's not corn pop <laughs> at he must increase.org. It's David at he must increase.org. You can text us live during the show, 214 210 That's 214-210-8483. You can also, by the way, call us during the show, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. What's special about that is you'll end up talking to Captain Chris. And when you call 972-445-0770 and you talk to Captain Chris, that's like having lower gas prices. (laughs) Wow. And then you will be...
You guys should just call him just for that. I mean, you should be like, oh, yeah, lower gas prices. Half a take the other day in my small little car. It was like twice. I'm like going, what happened? I know what happened. Uh, bottom line, folks, maybe you have a thought, an opinion, a comment, or a question, and we would I- encourage you to share that. Maybe you got something going on and you need other people to join you in prayer. So we're going to pray for the audience in a little bit. Maybe you've got something you just want to share and you think, man, this might bless people. This happened to me. The Lord did this, and it was fantastic. That always turns out good. People are always blessed by that. Perhaps you just got a general question, biblical question, kind of a theological question, not too deep. We won't go too far in. Do our best to kind of make things a little simplistic, a little practical. That's really what the show is about. And then we also do Bible trivia. So, for example, this Bible trivia question. Who said it is impossible for anyone to do a miracle in his name and then say something bad about him? Who said that? Who said it is impossible for anyone to do a miracle in his name and then say something bad about him? Why? Who said that? If you think you know the answer, you are welcome to call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email David at he must increase.org. So here it is. Just I'm going to say it again. I want to make sure I say it clearly. Who said that it was impossible for anyone to do a miracle in his name and then say something bad about him? Okay? Okay. There's your there's your setup. That's that part. All right. The other thing, what's the other thing? The other thing, so you can reach out to us. You know you can do that. Uh, I do want to give you a kind of a couple of quickie, quickie updates, if that's all right. I got. I need to remind you guys to be praying for Don, who owns the station, Jennifer, who runs the station, and Chris, who runs the show. Make sure you're praying for all of them. They all have needs. They all have things going on in their lives, just like you have things going on in your life. And praying for them helps them. And in John 15, in Romans fifteen thirty, it says, "Join me in my struggle by praying for me." So you join them in their struggle by praying for them. Okay? That's not complex. And then uh, we'll pray for the audience in a little bit. The only other thing that I want to make sure you understand is don't forget about the website. Don't forget about the video. Brochures, like I said, going out next week. Don't be sitting there at the at the, <laughs> at the, at the box going, are the brochures here yet? Are the brochures here? Because it's not, it's not that, you know, just relax. <laughs> we'll get there. But then again, to share about the show, you don't need the brochures. You are all fully equipped to share about the show if you want to. You don't have to. That's entirely up to you. That's like you can listen, you can text in, you can go and do whatever you want. You could be you could be doing a puzzle. You can do whatever you want to do during the show if you want to. <laughs> okay. Then the other thing I want to bring up on that, so we took care of that, we took care of that, is – Uh, I do want you to be aware that I do want people to be praying for one another in the audience because it's important to have ourselves covered uh, in prayer. So Julianne and Jared, as you guys have heard, have gone through quite a bit with Easton. And so the Lord has really put it on my heart to be praying for them and get people to pray for them about them being refreshed. Because if you're young parents and you have a six, a four, a two-year-old and a baby on the way, and one of them is a special needs and you get three, four, or five hours of sleep a day, that could be draining. And it's 24-7. So if you guys would just really commit to just praying that the Lord would refresh them, 
I would be I would be sincerely grateful. Okay, all right. You don't have to, but I wish you would. All right, the uh, trivia question: Who said that it was impossible for anyone to do a miracle in his name and then say something bad about him? If you think you know the answer, like I said, you can. Call 972-445-0770, text 214-210-8483, or send an email, david, at hemusincrease.org. Let's get into the text. This is, I will not do this justice. There's just no way. Let's do our expository teach sound, and then we'll just see where this goes. Wow! <laughs> wow! All I can say is wow! Wow! <laughs> wow! All I can say is wow! You know, that sounds like a video I've heard recently. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Come on. That's, that's funny. Uh, this text right here, boy, I'll tell you. Boy, howdy. I remember reading this as a young Christian many years ago and thinking, that's just the one thing I want to avoid. Here it is, Acts chapter 8, verse 39. But our ancestors rejected Moses and wanted to return to Egypt. And in some of the other versions, it says, but the Israelites in their hearts wanted to return back to Egypt or return back to Egypt. The whole idea is that there came a point in the journey, in their wilderness journey, that they got pretty frustrated. And they couldn't quite get it together. And then they started to do this one very important and very dangerous thing is in their hearts, they turned back to Egypt, forgetting that they came out of bondage, forgetting that they were oppressed, forgetting that people hated them, forgetting how bad it really was and that they were slaves, forgetting that, that they had masters who hated them and despised them and would kill their children and had no problem. You know, they didn't, weren't considered anything of any value. They forgot all about that when things got hard and they said, boy, it would be so much easier if we were just back to the way it was. And that danger exists for Christians and for for. Every, at every level, believers at every level, that there are times where the enemy throws at you and I this idea that, gosh, this whole thing would just be so much easier if. And then that tosses in our direction and creates doubt and other problems, of course. And the idea behind this is that that in and of itself is a lie. So who's the father of lies? Satan is the father of lies. And so when in our hearts or minds that kind of process or thought comes in, the reason you have to stand against that is because if you or I buy into that at any point, we've opened an enormous door of influence that's worldly slash demonic slash anything that will be contrary to God. And in our minds and hearts, if we think it's better on the other side, it just shows that we have lost the ability of being content in the Lord. The scripture says, be content, for he has promised he will never leave you nor forsake you. He will never let you go. He will never abandon you. And yet sometimes we go through the process and we go, this is just hard. I don't like this. And you think, wow, wow, wow. It was so much easier when I just didn't care. 
But the irony behind that is that it was so much easier, even though you were being deceived and dying substantially faster, you just thought it was easier to seem that way, felt that way. Isn't that John or Jeremiah 17, 9 that says, the heart is desperately wicked above all, full of evil, who can know it? There are lies stuck in some of those feelings. People say, well, your feelings can't be wrong. Yes, they can. Your feelings can't be wrong. When you have stomach, when you have the stomach flu, you don't feel the love of God. I mean, it's just come on. This, this all that stuff's so silly. And it's the, the the truth of the matter is that if we allow in our hearts and minds to think it's better some other way or in some other system, that's that's not only a direct slap in the face of God, but to every other person who has helped you and encouraged you along the way. It's like, wow, that's not, that doesn't seem right. We don't want in our hearts, we don't want to turn back to Egypt, whatever our Egypt was. And you've got to be careful, and I've got to be careful. It's like, oh, it was easier. You know, when we first moved out to Texas, I got to, I'm just going to tell you, I haven't really shared about it, but we first moved out to Texas, we thought, yeah, right? Come out of San Diego, yeah, that's right. We got it. We understand. We're San Diegoans. Yeah, we get it. Big, big audience. Yeah, we know what we're doing. That first year here in Texas, brutal. It was brutal. I made job application after job. I could not find out what the I just you know if I had done nothing, I would have been better off, right? In that in that context, if I would have just said yes sir and just sat down. But me, you know, I'm just trying to get things done. I want to get it done, and so I kept trying to make something happen. And what happens after you do that for a year? You start thinking, I can't. Maybe we should. We should never have come, right? So much so that we went out to lunch with uh, Aunt Deb. I, I can't remember if Aunt Deb and and Patty are not ex- just kind of escaping me, but we we were, we were sharing with them. Uh, and I can't. I think that's when we said we're going to do radio or something along those lines. But I think they thought we were saying we're going back. It was tough. It, it, it was like a tough time. And the truth is that's th- that thought had crossed our, our, our minds several times. But guess what? If we had done that, I would not have seen what happened in the last three years. It's not just personal growth, which for me was substantial. It's the growth of everybody else. It's the blessings on everybody else. It's the 500 emails I have that say thank you. You know, you think, well, that's a, it is a big deal. And if we would have went back, we wouldn't have had it. That's that was right before, and don't we could have done it? Right up to the point where we went through all our money. <laughs> then we couldn't have done it because we couldn't afford it. But my point is, and sometimes you wonder if that's what the Lord allowed so that we wouldn't make the move. The idea behind that is that oh, it's just so much better back there, so much better in 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 San Diego, so much better. No, it wasn't. I hated California. <laughs> I mean, I like the weather, but the people, you're killing me. I mean, it was tough, right? What I'm trying to say to you is that it's not better backwards. It's not Egypt is not better in your heart and mind. It's not a better place to be. It's still a place you should be coming out of, not going into. Okay. Yes, I did compare Egypt and San Diego. <laughs> Some people like, did you just do that? Yes. Uh, who said it was impossible for anybody to do a miracle in his name and then say something bad about him? Jesus. Jesus said that. Hey, you can't do a miracle in my name then. 
Say something bad. That ain't going to happen. All right. Take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere. David Spoon Experience. I want you to catch something because uh, for some reason the church feels the need to over-answer cultural changes that take place. Look at Jesus. He didn't care about anyone's opinion. That's what it says right in the text. And you do not care about anyone's opinion. Jesus didn't go, yes, I do. No, he didn't. He didn't. He never – because he didn't. That's exactly right. He is true. So they said, we know that you are true and teach the way of God. That's aletheis, which means speaking the truth, completely nothing hidden, being real. He teaches the way of God correctly. That's aletheis, which is the case is according to the fact, and doesn't care about anyone's opinion. The Greek word here literally means does not look at people's faces. In other words, when you're doing radio, I can't see faces except for Captain Chris, okay? I can't see if your face is giving approval or denial because the only way that happens is by text or phone or whatever the case may be. When an actor acts, they can look on stage and see with the audience if there's approval. Jesus didn't seek people's facial approvals. He didn't care. And you think, well, no, he cared plenty. No, he cared about the mission to save the lost. He didn't care about those who were going to reject in the capacity that he sought their approval. He never sought their approval. He didn't leave live, let me say that he didn't live for people's positive responses to him. He walked at the pleasure of the Father. Whatever the Father wanted him to do or say, that's what he did, which is when you'll hear me say we do it for the author and not the audience. Because I think some of you people are literally some of the nicest people I have ever met in my human journey, but you still don't have a heaven to put me in. And that's what it comes down to. And I know that, says, that sounds so you know harsh or whatever. It's like, are you serious? Okay. If the Lord tarries and I die, you are not going to help me. <laughs> I just don't really know the way to say it. You know what I'm saying? And so I want you guys to catch that, to catch this is why Jesus was so different. It's because he spoke the truth. He said it according to, to, to what the truth was, and he didn't seek people's approval in sharing. He just was like, look, I'm telling you exactly what the Father told me to say. This is exactly how the Spirit's leading me, exactly what the Father wants to be said. And then you look at that and you go, ooh, how about us? On Christ the solid rock I stand. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here's your next trivia question. Who visited Jesus at night and said nobody could do the miracles that you do if he was not from God? Who said that to JC? That's right. I said, JC, relax. Who visited Jesus Christ at night and said, nobody could do the miracles you do if it wasn't from God. There you go. If you think you know the answer, 
You can call in 972-445-0770, text in 214-210-8483, or send an email, david at org. Uh, as it is, we have so much stuff going on. So uh, can the person hold for just a minute, or do you think that'd be all right? All right. So uh, Al wanted to know what the previous answer was on the previous question. Um, and the previous uh, answer was Jesus said that about himself. Okay, Al, so just to help you out there, who said you couldn't do a miracle? Anyway? I just help people. You know, you want them to know. All right. I just uh, I just want to pray for the audience real fast. That's if that's okay. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you and praise you, and I just pray for every person in the audience right now. We pray for physical touch. Some people are experiencing some very difficult challenges, serious in nature, difficult in nature, and there's a, a an element of fear, and we ask you to take that fear away from them and give them a calming, a peace, a grace, a mercy in their situation. Bring your healing power into their lives. We're not telling you what to do, Lord. We're asking you. We're asking you to bring grace, that healing grace, into their lives. And there's several people out there, Lord, they're just drained. They need refreshment. I just pray that your presence would move upon them in such a way as to revive them and refresh them. Help these people. These are your kids. They're my brothers and sisters. Please pour your grace and mercy into their lives, into their bodies, into their situations. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, so somebody is ready to answer the trivia question. Here we go. Uh, Ding, this is David. Who am I talking to? Uh, hello, Dr. David. This is Paul Bowles. How are you? I'm doing great, Paul. Not a doctor yet, but I appreciate it. <laughs> That's all right. Hey, it's close enough. It's close enough. It's pretty close. I got. I, even I will say it's pretty close, and uh, that's, good, that's good and bad. Noel says it's bad because then I'm going to have to do something else. <laughs> I have well, to, I have you to know, be busy. Speaking of, speaking of, of school and education and stuff, you know, I, I dropped out of school in the eighth grade. So I could get money because I wanted money more than education. So I went to work and I did all this stuff. And and I went to go get my GED and I, I missed my GED by one point and I couldn't talk them into giving it to me. So here I am in my 50s now and still no high school education, no GED. But I'm doing okay, though. But to add to that, I just finished up my second course in Christ for the Nation's um, so I finished a second college course, so I've got two credits in college now with no public education. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. What yeah, a great what a great so, testimony. I'm learning. I don't need the system. I have the Lord. That's right. I am. I am biblically educated. That's exactly right. You know, it was the, the the one thing I got to say this because you brought that up because of Peter and and uh, John, they were they were uh, making proclamation. And remember what they said when they were in Acts chapter four that the that the Pharisees had noticed that they had been with Jesus. They weren't schooled or educated, right. but they were with Jesus, and that was enough. <laughs> that was enough. They're that's like, wow, right. That's, that's pretty good. Right. Hey, listen, that's what I want in my life. When people see me, that they realize that I've been with Jesus. Amen. That is the great. That yeah. is the greatest doctorate degree you can ever have. That would be it Come right on. there. That's that's the Come truth. On. All right, now now you got this one. Yeah, I know you got this one. Jesus was visited oh, yeah. at night 
and said, and somebody visited him and said, nobody could do the miracles that you're doing if he was not from God. Who said that? I'm pretty sure that was Dr. Nicodemus. That is correct, sir! <laughs> yeah! And, and I think Nicodemus was probably educated enough to be considered a doctor. Yeah, you're probably right. He was actually probably at the higher end of things. Uh, typically, right. certain certain Pharisees who had the ability to take the floor, which is kind of what they yeah. what they would talk about, uh, that that particular right. type would give them a higher degree. Now, doctorate the way we say, probably not, because actually the original word right. doctor, a Latin word, came from theologians back in about uh, the 1100s. <laughs> Oh, wow. Just in case okay, anybody so wants to know. I'm getting more educated. I'm getting more education here. Hey, hey, David, listen, I want to share something with you real quick. Sure. And I'll let you go. Absolutely. Um, I know your time is valuable. Um, but this is valuable. So I've been, I've been in a discipleship class with my niece and some other people online, and we're learning about discipleship. Well, my niece, she just recently has been really on fire for the Lord. Uh, just understanding him and, and hungry for him and reading his word. She really wants to get baptized, and they don't have a way to get over here into the Arlington area. So I decided I'm buying an inflatable pool, and I'm going to drive out there, not this weekend, but next weekend, and I'm going to baptize her out there. Um, but here's the here's the most valuable part. When I told her that I was coming to do that, she got so excited and just thrilled with excitement she went and told everybody she's getting baptized, and now there's three or four other people behind her. <laughs> that is <laughs> so cool. Oh, my goodness. You so, have to film that. That is incredible. It is fantastic. So on the 27th, I'm going to drop out there. I'm going to bring an inflatable pool, and we're going to have a short Bible study and make sure everybody understands what we're doing and understands the salvation of the Lord. And then we're going to do a baptismal service, and I'm going to – I may – I mean, she is just on. This little girl is an evangelist. <laughs> wow, that is so cool. If you take a video of that, if you can get a kind of video clip and send it to me, I'll put it on our website. That is just a cool, cool thing. And you, that's the most important thing. You're doing exactly what God designed you to do. And you're helping advance the gospel, and she is going to do what the Lord wants her to do. And it's all because you guys are just close to the Lord. It's like stuff to do. Let's That's let's right. rock and roll. Let's get going. Oh, it's awesome. It's all about God, man. It's all Amen. about Jesus. Everything goes to him, all the credit. Hey, David, by the way, thanks for praying for me the way you did the other day. I'm about 99% healed up. God is healing me slowly, but he's doing it. And I'm grateful for you, and thank you so much for praying for me for the healing. The pain is pretty much gone. Amen. I'm glad to hear that, and I'm so, so excited for you, man. I just I love to hear when God is doing things in people's lives because it makes all of us think, yes, yes, yes. It's such a blessing. So that was a fantastic testimony. Yes. Great job, bro. That's right. Great, great job. All right. Hey, you have a wonderful day, and I am look forward to hearing the rest of the program. Okay, you got it. I God bless. You. All right, so we're gonna delay exiting because we're so far out of <laughs> we're so far out of uh, schedule. It doesn't really matter. Let me just use this reference, this one, this passage that Paul and I were just talking about. I just want to make sure everybody understands. I've used this for for years and years and years, uh, and I just think it's like the most one of the most important things. Uh, this is Acts chapter four, uh, and this is Peter talking to the Sanhedrin. 
Okay, and I'm going to read it all the way down to this one particular section. It says, uh, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders of Israel. So now he's talking to the rulers and the elders, right? These are the, these are the, the, these are the, main, the main people in charge, governmental structure of a country underneath the power of another country, but these are the people in charge. If we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man by what means he has been made well, let it be known to all of you, that to the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you whole. This is the stone which which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Now there is, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Right? So he's just, this is a, Jesus is the only way. People are like, he's not the only way. Well, then he's a liar. So make a choice. It's like, there's nothing. And I, I even had this conversation with somebody. They said, well, he was a great moral teacher. I said, well, the great moral teacher said he was the way, the truth, and life, and no man comes to the Father but by him. So he had to go through him. And then the person was like, well, he was a great moral teacher. <laughs> See, there's no answer. I said, well, that's not enough. But verse 13 and what Paul was talking about. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. That's what it took. Do you think it takes a degree? No, it doesn't. I'm only getting my degree because I just won't even tell you why, but the Lord— the Lord had me write a note to me 10 years earlier, <laughs> and I found that note, and I'm like, no, no, but I, no, I'm just trying to be obedient to the Lord. But that's not the point. The point is being with Jesus, that's what, you, that's what all of us need. And then his empowerment, his wisdom, his truth through the Holy Spirit, through our connection and our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, through spending time in the Word, through being in fellowship— that stuff just pours into us, and when it fills you up so much, guess what? It has to pour out at some point. There you go. That's what it's all about. What a great testimony. Just fantastic. I'm so far out of whack on the schedule, I don't know what to do. Do you want to take a break? Because, uh, yeah, let's take the break, and then we'll come back, and then I'll do some of the teaching. Excellent job, Paul. Send me that video. I want to see that thing. That is just Fantastic. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Captain Chris here from the David Spoon Experience. I help coordinate the radio show, and we're looking for a few good people to join our crew and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of the radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, gee, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Me too! The truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you already have all that you need to have to be part of this ministry. Uh, but Chris, don't I need to be perfect? <laughs> no! Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website, and then click on the Ambassador's Initiative link. Fill out the form, and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position, so you may appeal to a higher power. 
What is the David Spoon Experience? Hey, jingity jing, it's Dominic the donkey, jingity jing, the Italian Christmas donkey, la 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 You asked for zany, my friend. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. So we, being not completely unlike you know, Christmas vacation in Chevy Chase and so on and so forth. We we got a really big tree, slapped it up on the car. Of course, it scratched the car to no end. Remember, I'm Jewish and I'm trying to follow the Christmas holiday. It's got nothing to do with my Christianity. I like Christmas. I like the season and so on and so forth. I have no problem celebrating any specific time, picking a time. And we're as close as we can be celebrating the birth of Christ. It's awesome. It's a great time of year. But you're talking about me fighting a tree, and I'm fighting the tree, and I'm fighting the tree, and I hack off a few branches. And unfortunately, what I hacked off with the, with the axe wasn't enough, because I was right there again, holding the Christmas tree with my feet on the door, trying to pull it in. Hey, you know what? The Christmas tree was not coming in. So you know what I did? I hacked off a few more pieces. But then, instead of just trying to pull the tree in, I hacked off a few more pieces. By this point, I have decided that Christmas is a pagan holiday that only people who are supporting Christmas presents have created, and Jewish people who believe in Jesus should not be celebrating Christmas, and I'm crashing the tree, and I've got the act up, and I'm crushing it, and I'm going to get this tree in, and you would not believe it, but after doing that for 15 minutes, I still could not get the tree in the house. Sometimes Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we may not take any more breaks for the rest of the show. We're going to wait and see, but we are going to have our trivia question, okay? It's true or false, so that means you got a 50-50 shot, right? True or false. Now, true or false... Uh, yeah, we should play the horn. Play the horn. Yeah, play the horn. All right, now, most of you know if you play the horn, hmm, I've got to watch this. This could be sneaky. So be aware of that. True or false, according to John, very few believed in Jesus when they saw his miracles. True or false? If you think you know the answer, you can simply call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at org. This is, of course, the time we will send you to the website. We're not going to make a big production of it. We need money. We're not broke, so I don't want you to... I hate the, oh, we have no money. No, but, but we need money. That's just that simple. If you can give, great. If not, it's still fun to go to the website. <laughs> There's still cool stuff on it. I put new stuff on it all the time. Actually, I spend way too much time on that. Uh, anyhow, check out hemustincrease.org. 
prayer request? Hemostincrease.org. Praise report? Hemostincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemostincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemostincrease.org. Hemostincrease.org. Yeah, the water one's still good. I like that, so I don't really have that much of a problem with it. <laughs> but, but the one where he throws everything in there, come on. I mean, does that not just make you smile? <laughs> it's just so... All right. Uh, true or false, according to John, very few believed in Jesus when they saw his miracles. We have somebody who is uh, calling in to answer the question. So let's ring them through. Ding! This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Deborah. Hi, Deborah. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Good. It's glad. I'm glad to hear your voice. I'm glad I hadn't heard you for a little bit. I just want to make sure you're doing okay. Oh, thank you. Okay. All right. According to John, very, now according to John, true or false? According to John, very few believed in Jesus when they saw his miracles. Is that true or false? This is nothing but a complete guess, but I think it's false. You are correct! <laughs> that is right! You are correct! Here's the thing. Many people believed, John chapter 2, verse 23, many people believed when they saw his miracles because especially in that time frame, there had been what we would call, well, what's typically called the 400 years of silence between the Old Testament and the New Testament, although that's that's it's got its weird name but there was not a lot happening in in going on so when he came and he was doing miracles people were like whoa and they were just so <laughs> hungry for it they were they were ready for it and many people believed it did, doesn't necessitate that all those people stayed faithful or anything, but it, many people believed and it did rock the world at that time so excellent guess great job thank you um, I heard from someone um, actually today that um, um, I think it was maybe Ace called in yesterday and said something about uh, me doing trivia. <laughs> and I just wanted to say I've always appreciated him because he, he knows the hard answers. <laughs> What's so funny is it's it's funny. It, it happens in calls and in texts. I'm going to tell you so, so you can know. So people text in, and they try to be first in the text, and then people will call in, and it's like two different groups of people. Just like trying to get through. It's so funny. It's 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 more entertaining for me than for you guys, but it's just hilarious to see what everybody does. And people I love it. I love when people call in. It's just wonderful. And you are the best guesser. I mean, I'm just saying you're just the best guesser. Uh, I will say that 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 typically, although Al won on this very last one on the text, so props to Al for being first. Normally, uh, Joanne and Cordelia are the first ones zinging it in there, so I'm just saying. All right, good job. Bye. Excellent work. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. All right, God bless you. God bless you. Bye-bye. You know, we are just that way. <laughs> so here's what we're going to do. We're going to try and forego the commercial break. I'm going to do the history. I'm going to do some teaching. Then we're going to do DNA. So you got to remind me about the DNA because, as Chris said, it's daily, Dave. It's it's daily. All right. So let's do our history real quick. The teaching is pretty cool, so I don't, I don't want anybody to miss that. So let's do our history real fast. Let's go. 
All right. Uh, there's a couple of things. Th- this one thing, I just cannot believe this is not one of the funniest things. First of all, and if you get offended at this, you literally have you're you're required to to change the channel. But it's National Devil's Food Cake Day, and it's like that that that's not really about Satan, okay? It's just about you know the treat, and and I like those snacks, so I don't. Really- so I don't really have a problem with that. It is uh, May Ray Day, which I – have you ever heard of that? May Ray Day? It means to get out and soak up some rays. Obviously, the writer's not in Texas. Obviously. Probably an East Coast kind of scenario. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. And then this one I think is could be the funniest one that we've had in a really long time. Ready? Ready? Okay. And just so you can know, I have – L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O after this. It's Celebrate Your Elected Officials Day. (laughs) Okay. Uh, 1884, on this day, uh, Ringling Brothers Circus premiered for the first time. And for those that do not know, it's so weird that this happened on this day, but 1910 on this day, so what, 122 years ago on this day, Haley's Comet, they thought the Earth was going to come to the end because the uh, Earth was going through the tail part of the comet, and everybody said everybody's going to die. Oops! (laughs) Right? Well, they weren't wrong. Everyone did die. Oh, they did. Eventually. Okay, well, eventually, right, within 100 years of that experience. (laughs) Okay. All right. Uh, Just moving on. Okay. All right. Okay, let's get back to the teaching. Oh, relax. We're trying. We're stretching it out. So just bear with me as we as we talk about this. I want to go back to the text because there's two major things on this that we talked about, and I want to make sure to get this one thing really make sure it's clear. And I I can't do this justice, so I'm not trying to say I'm gonna. But in Acts chapter eight, verse thirty nine and forty, there's two things that take place here. The first one we talked about: our ancestors rejected Moses and wanted to return to Egypt. So in their hearts, they wanted to go back to Egypt. And I think people tend to forget Jesus in Luke seventeen thirty two said, "Remember Lot's wife." There's a whole movement about well, we only want to hear what Jesus uh, said in red. And just so you can know, that was a movement to be pro-homosexual. That was the whole intent. So we're only going to listen to what Jesus said in red so we have his words. Well, Jesus said, remember Lot's wife. She turned back and looked back in the Sodom and Gomorrah situation, turned into a pillar of salt as God was wiping out Sodom and Gomorrah. So uh, that whole movement kind of died. <laughs> Somebody pointed out, you know, it. It mentions that. So the my point in bringing that up to you is simply this. Looking back can kill you. That's the truth. Looking back and thinking it was so much better, so much prior, is, is not only is it a lie, it can kill you. It can put you in a position to go back to things that were dangerous in the first place. And maybe God had spared you all the way through, and then if you turn your way back to them, they'll be the very thing. It would be the very thing that kills you. Going back is a very dangerous process, which is one of the reasons why Paul said, "This one thing I do: forgetting the things which are behind and pressing forward to the things which are before me." Especially in regards to walking in the Lord and growing up. But the next line is where things it takes a turn, and this one thing leads into the other. But our ancestors rejected Moses and wanted to return to Egypt. They told Aaron, make us some gods who can lead us, for we don't know what has become of Moses who brought us out of Egypt. 
So they made an idol shaped like a calf, and they sacrificed to it and rejoiced in this thing they had made. What happens when we turn back or turn away from the Lord, or we think going backwards is a good idea, is there's an absence of God. If you're going forward in God and you turn back, so to speak, then there is no God for you to worship and you'll make one. That's the problem. That's not only the, that's a problem, I should say. You'll make a God. Oh, you, you, there'll be a God one way or another. It'll be you. It'll be whatever the vices are you think are giving you life satisfaction. It'll be whatever the relationships are uh, with people that you think will, will do it for you. It'll be making money. It'll be whatever it is. But it becomes God. Now, it's not actually God, but it becomes your God or my God if it takes the place of God. And so the problem with looking backwards too much is it opens up idolatry. There's a few things in the Old Testament that God talks about that are kind of dangerous territory. You know, one of the things God says is, I am jealous. I'm a jealous God. There's a, there's a good jealousy and a bad jealousy, right? God doesn't tolerate other idols. He doesn't put up with it. To give you an idea how serious that is, the next verse says, Then God turned away from them and gave them up to serve the sun, the moon, the stars as their gods. In other words, then God said, Yeah, you're going to do you're gonna do that? All right, bye. That's a bad place to be. Now, in this context, worshiping the, you know, the, it's just funny if I just thought of this idea right now as we're talking, but you know, worshiping the sun, the moon, the stars, that's all the, the people that are like, you know, the Big Bang Theory and you know, it's it all evolved out of nothing and all that stuff. They're worshiping the force of nature. It's like God was like, All right, bye. It's like, wow. So you don't want to be looking back once you've moved forward in Christianity. It doesn't mean you never reflect. Obviously, we've already talked about that. Memorials are a crucial part of that. But you don't look back at your old life, pre your B.C. days. You know what B.C. stands for? Before Christ. You don't look at your B.C. days and go, oh, that was better. No, it wasn't. That was dangerous. That was you living on the edge. You're lucky that you that the Lord touched your heart and you said yes to Jesus and you surrendered and yielded so that in your, in your life you did not cease because if you'd have ceased before you acknowledged, you wouldn't be going where you're going. It's like, that's, that's not even funny. That's serious stuff. And so looking back puts us in a position, looking back on the old us, the old life puts us in a position to have a false God take the place of God Almighty, who does everything on our behalf to help us, to bless us, to encourage us. So this is the admonition. And you just just so you can know where he's going with this, it gets pretty intense. As he now this is the he's still being nice, Stephen. He's about to get mean. He's not he's not being mean yet, but he he's he's getting to that point. And he's like, you know, you you he he goes on to say, I just want to make sure you understand. He says, was God quotes this is in Acts chapter eight. 
He says, was it me you were bringing sacrifices to during those 40 years in the wilderness of Israel? No, your real interest was in your pagan gods, the shrine of Moloch, the star god of Rephon, the images you made to worship them. So I will send you into captivity far away from Babylon. So Moloch was the god of the Ammonites. And so what happened is the Israelites would, would, would worship other gods. And the Lord was like going, I spent the time to take you out of a nation, create you as my own people, and you rejected me. Then you turned away from my servant who I brought to you, Moses, and you went your own direction. You thought it would be better off being like you were. And then now, you're, and now you think you're just going to get away with whatever you want to do. It's like, that ain't going to happen. You're about to go into captivity, and you're the one who put you there. It's like, ooh, ouch. That's how serious that is. And and think about this. I, I'm just going to say this. This is an event that took place in the Old Testament. This is being recounted in the book of Acts in the New Testament. There's a purpose for that. It's like, don't do this. Don't do This is the wrong thing to do. Don't do this. Don't look backwards that way. The Lord has brought you to a place, and now you go forward. Now, look, many of you have grown in the Lord. Keep going. Keep going forward. It's pretty tough to walk forward looking backwards. Don't do that. And don't be afraid of what was, and don't be afraid of what is, because the Lord is with you. You don't have to be afraid. And so many of you are like, well, I don't know what the future brings. Right. But you can know who brings the future. That should be good enough. Let me say that again for those that are like, ooh, I want to take a note. Not that many people take notes. But <laughs> you don't know what the future brings, but you can know him who brings the future. That will solve it. You're like, but, but this could happen, and this could happen, and this could happen. You know that you got. I got to do it. It's the if, if, ands, and buts were candies and nuts, it'd be Christmas every day. It's like, come on. If, ands, and buts. It's like, that's enough. Right? So the idea behind this, the whole text that I'm trying to teach, you forward, just go forward, right? You go forward in the Lord. Your old life wasn't better. Your old sinful life that you thought was great wasn't so great and probably had you on the road to destruction. God probably saved you a hundred times out of that. The reality check is you go forward, and you don't in your heart turn back. And that, I think, is that's why I do like that other translation, because you might not say this to anybody, but in your heart you might kind of feel that way, and God knows that. So no dishonesty there, right? All right, all right. so what we'll do is we're going to do something we haven't done before, okay? How about this one? We're going to do another trivia question, and we're going to do our DNA, and we're not going to take our break. We're just going all the way through. And then when I get to the gym and I do one mile less, it'll be all of your guys' faults. Okay. Uh, here's your last trivia question. Okay? All right. In the book of Corinthians, specifically chapter 1, it says that the Greeks look for wisdom, but the Jews demand what? And for those that are thinking that that's anti-Semitic, I'm Jewish, so stop that. The Greeks seek wisdom, and the Jews demand. Now you gotta. What do they look for? What's a guy like me look for? Because because you know it ain't wisdom. <laughs> you know it's not brilliance. Okay, right? 
Okay, it could be food, but I don't <laughs> It's not food. Okay. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, David, at hemustincrease.org. Okay, we're going to get ready to do a uh, our DNA. We've got somebody calling in, so we'll hold off on the DNA. Susie wants to know about the good jealousy and bad jealousy. Yeah, there's a righteous jealousy, and then there's an unrighteous jealousy. A righteous jealousy is kind of from the attitudes or the attributes of holiness. An unrighteous jealousy is a selfishness, possessiveness uh, for the purpose of ownership, whereas God and his jealousy is jealous for us for our benefit. So it all has to do with the result of what their person's trying to get to. Somebody uh, ready to answer the question? All right, here you go. Ready? Ready? Send them through. Ding. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is John. <laughs> Hi, John. Oh, my goodness. I'm what a treat. <laughs> I love it. No, I love it. I love it. I'm glad you called in. I'm so, In fact, I'm really blessed that you called. So I'm really, really oh, happy. Thank you. <laughs> all right. This is not, this is not an easy one. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is how a lot of people are like, wait, wait, what, what, what? The Greeks are looking for wisdom. What did the Jews demand? Signs. That is correct, sir! Yeah. And that's the thing. Is you're going to, you know, if you say something to me and it's logical, I might go, uh huh, uh huh. On the other hand, if somebody is blind and now they can see, it'll be like, what? Whatever you say. Sure. You know, right. it's like a significant difference where some people think it's from an educational process. Other people are like, no, the miraculous is what makes the move. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Did you know that right away? Did you just know? Oh, I know this one. Yeah. I thought, you know, since I called in earlier, I thought, let me give somebody else a chance. And then I thought, oh, well, what the heck? I'll just call. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather you do that. Don't worry about it. I'd rather you do that. It's wonderful that you do that. It's such, I'm telling you, I haven't heard from you for such a long time. I, that's why we play that one thing about the sneeze, which is one of the funniest clips we have about Elijah sneezing. And oh, sneezing. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You keep reminding me of that. I wish you'd play it while I'm listening, but I I don't have a chance every day to come uh, in and listen. It's classic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thank you so much, brother. Great job. Right. I appreciate oh, it. Thank you, David. Right. God bless you, too. You too. Again. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. <laughs> I think the sneeze thing is one of the funniest. He sneezed in his face. Well, by golly, he did. Prophets went through a lot. Okay. Uh, DNA, because we still do DNA, because we're supposed to do DNA, and D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily, David. <laughs> we're going to have to add a D on the D, D-D-N-A, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Daily, David. <laughs> draw closer to the Lord. Now, again, I don't want you to get legalistic on me. I don't, I don't. I really, I so, so mean this. Just spend some time with the Lord. You think, well, does it have to be the Bible? Does it have to be prayer? Does it have to be? First of all, you shouldn't be saying, does it have to be? You should want it to be all those things. But whatever it is that you need to do, I would highly suggest it would be both biblical and prayerfulness and just increase it. Just spend a little extra time doing it. That's the D for their DNA. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. And as I mentioned before, this is happening all over the place. You know, Jesus in Matthew 19 said that marriage was between a man and a woman. Okay, so just you can't you can't undo that, right? God created Adam, he created Eve, okay? You can't undo that. 
right? And people are trying to shame people for standing in the truth. The fact that the, any administration would say, well, men can get pregnant, you're just sitting there going, you, you're not allowed to run my checkbook. <laughs> because that's kind of weird, okay? So anyway, that's the end. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve. To be of service to somebody doesn't mean you're approving of everything they do. It means you're extending the graces and the mercies of God. It doesn't mean they have to be exactly like you. They don't have to function just like you. They don't have to think just like you. For you to be a vessel of God's blessing has to do with you and I, all of us, presenting ourselves before the Lord so that we can be used by him. That's what it has to do with. So when you, when you serve somebody, that doesn't necessitate approval. If they ask you to approve of something that's wrong, that's different. But in ready to serve, you're sensitive to God and aware that there's other people and that you can be a blessing for them. You know, sometimes just an un, unresponded, like just an out-of-the-blue text, email, phone call, whatever— that just says, hey, just thinking of you, hope you're doing great, love you kind of thing, is such a blessing because people feel appreciated. And people like to be appreciated by people around them, right? I know, I know it's true. All right, folks, that was definitely a kind of a different way to do it, but, yeah, it was kind of fun. All right, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. and opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.